You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host. Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. August 27th. Next week is the start of college football. Then we get the start of the NFL football season. So we are coming in on crunch time. Next weekend, or I guess this coming weekend, is the number one draft weekend for fantasy football leagues. So the Profit Proof Podcast is out. Go listen to that if you haven't already. I've been posting like crazy on TikTok, but I wanted to make a couple more podcasts just going over some late round sleepers that I think will benefit you if you spend your you know last pick on them. Just some players who could be difference makers this season who are going very under the radar. So this one's going to be short, but I appreciate it if you uh, hit follow or subscribe if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and make sure you drop a review where you're listening. But without further ado, the first under-the-radar, just late-round sleeper that I really want to get my thoughts out there on before you draft is Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a really talented player who can run the ball, and I think he's going to outperform his ADP. Currently being drafted 1308, essentially undrafted. The situation in Chicago is bad. He has terrible weapons, and the offensive line is terrible. But whenever I see Justin Fields play, I think he just will outperform the ADP. I think that he'll be fairly dependent on matchups, but he has the the quarterback one for fantasy football prototype. Mobile, athletic runner with great arm talent. And I think he can get it done with the weapons he has. I think people underestimate underestimate Darnell Mooney and David Montgomery. And the offensive line is going to be bad as well, but I think that through the running, he will have a very solid fantasy football season. He's going pretty much undrafted. So there is no risk. You say, oh, what if the line is so bad that he can't do it? Then, Then you drop him. It doesn't matter because he's going undrafted. But let's say the situation is a little bit better than we're anticipating. The upside of a running quarterback, we all know how extreme that is. We all know how extreme the upside for running quarterbacks is. The next player I want to just quickly mention is Tyler Algier. I talked a bunch about him a few months ago. I've made a few videos about him on TikTok recently. But Tyler Algier is still being drafted in the 14th round. The ADP hasn't been shooting up like I would have imagined it to. The competition is 30-year-old Cordero Patterson and Damian Williams. Tyler Algier has looked very good in preseason football. And he's another player who gets a a big knock because the situation on the Atlanta Falcons is is not ideal. You look at the team and you go, they're going to suck. I don't want him. 
they're still going to have yards. They're still going to have touchdowns. And I think Tyler Algier could be a focal point on this offense. He could be a lone bright spot on this offense. Tonight, eight carries, 26 yards, and touchdown, one reception for a touchdown. That's good usage. That's good usage. Williams and Patterson did not start tonight, and this was really a chance for Algier to show himself, and he did. He came out and showed himself. I expect, start of the season, this to be a bit of a three-headed committee, and that will be ugly. But I think by midseason, Tyler Algier's talent will, will, will win out, and I think that he will be a startable running back. I'm not saying a league winner, but I'm saying a startable running back by midseason. Going in the 14th round. Tyler Algier is someone that when you're, you know, end of your draft, I would select him before you get the kicker, select Algier before a kicker, and then go through your roster. And don't drop Algier, drop someone else who doesn't have the upside. That's how I usually make my uh, my final selections, is I don't draft a kicker, or, de- or sometimes I draft a defense, but I don't draft the kicker, and then I essentially drop the least upside player. The next one is another running back going even later, 17th round, Zamir White. Zamir White is a, a, a solid guy, but he's another who had a very solid preseason, and he doesn't have a ton of competition in the backfield. It's Josh Jacobs and then him. That's what it's looking like. Josh Jacobs and Zamir White. Kenyon Drake being cut. Zamir White should be the RB2 and possibly goal linebacker on the Vegas Raiders, a team that is projected to be pretty solid offensively in a high-scoring division. If something happens to Josh Jacobs, the team doesn't seem overly committed to him, Zamir White could be a startable RB2 week in and week out, RB1 upside. 17th round. Once again, when you're at the end of your draft, take him. Take him instead of the kicker. And then drop someone with the least upside and pick up the kicker. But Zamir White needs to be rostered. He's going late enough that he's free. You just need to roster that type of player. Next up is Eno Benjamin. Eno Benjamin really hasn't, you know, given us a ton of reason to want him. But he's going to be the main backup for James Conner, a running back who has dealt with a lot of injuries. And Eno Benjamin has been productive when he's gotten chances in the past. I'm not saying he's going to be startable, but I'm saying he needs to be rostered if you're getting James Conner. I am not comfortable drafting James Conner and not handcuffing him or at least being very, very, very attentive to James Conner health and Eno Benjamin's role as the backup. So that's another player that I think you need to have on your radar at the very end of your draft this weekend. In terms of wide receivers, there aren't as many because wide receivers, I mean, people hype up wide receivers all over the world. I mean, heck, Brandon Ayuk's in the eighth round. I haven't heard anyone talk about Brandon Ayuk, but he's still being drafted. Same with Traylon Burks, who I like. But I'll give you one or two. Kadarius Toney and Sky Moore. These are players that I call all-or-nothing players. Kadarius Toney's upside is ridiculous. I mean, he put up 189 yards as a rookie in a single game, then got ejected in the game. And then he did nothing the rest of the season. Kadarius Toney, there are two sides to the coin. There's side A, 
which is the Giants are better, and he's a the wide receiver one, and genuinely shows his talent as a top 12 guy. The other side of the coin is that he's droppable by week three and has had two points in fantasy football. Those are the two sides for Kadarius Toney. That's, that's how it seems to me. Given the draft pick, I think that you might want to roll the dice and flip the coin on Kadarius Toney and roster him. Given where he's being drafted, especially in home leagues, he's the type of guy, if you get that off chance that it lands on heads, that is what wins leagues. Another is Sky Moore, similar. There's a chance he becomes Patrick Mahomes' favorite wide receiver. And there's a chance that he doesn't. He plays behind Juju and Hartman. So if he plays behind Juju and Hartman, he's droppable after week three, week four. But if he becomes Patrick Mahomes' favorite wide receiver, we all know how valuable that role is. So those are two players that I consider all-or-nothing players. Another interesting late, late, late round wide receiver is Rondale Moore. I, I talked about how Marquise Holly Brown is profit-approved, especially with DeAndre Hopkins gone. But there's a very solid chance with Christian Kirk gone that Rondale Moore is the second option. Drafted in the second round, he had some really fantastic plays, but he just wasn't utilized last year. He just wasn't utilized enough. But there's a really solid chance that they 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 force him to be utilized. And Rondale Moore exceeds expectations. Being drafted end of the 13th round, Rondale Moore's upside is a speedster on an air raid offense, multi-purpose guy. The upside is tremendous on a week-to-week basis. 13th round, that's the type of player you need to be targeting at the end of drafts. High upside players. So yeah, that's... That's really all I had to say today. Um, these are players that I've kind of had on my mind for a few days, and I haven't sat down because I'm trying to let people have time to listen to the Profit Approved podcast. But these are just players that I keep kind of thinking of in the back of my mind. Like, these guys need to be rostered. You're not going to be starting them week one, but they need they need to be rostered because the upside is tremendous, and they're virtually free. So uh, thank you for listening to this episode. I know it's a lot shorter than usual, and I I didn't go as in-depth. I just wanted to get these names out there as your drafts are coming up maybe tomorrow night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Uh, Yeah, I just wanted to get that out there. So make sure you subscribe, follow wherever you listen, and I'll see you next time. Have a good night.